0: This is The Relevant Podcast It's episode 1080 and it's The Relevant Podcast Here in Orlando I'm your host Cameron Strang And joining me from Loverland, Virginia It's Jesse Carey Hello, hello In Nashville, Tennessee Our very own downtown Emily Brown Hey y'all Derek is still in LA. He's with his wife celebrating an anniversary, I believe. Uh, So he won't be with us uh, today. But guess who is with us today? Who came back yesterday, last night from Uganda. Please welcome back author, podcaster, speaker, Jamie Ivey.
1: Hey, guys. How are you
0: not asleep right now? You traveled from Uganda yesterday.
1: Well, listen, let me tell you how I'm not asleep is... I mean, I got up early. I'll be asleep by like four today. That's that's what will happen.
0: Yeah, coming coming west is always easier than going east to me on the jet. Yeah, July. it
1: was it was a great trip. I went with an organization that is out of Fort Worth called Therefore Gathering. They put on teen conferences. We did one in Uganda, partnering with Amazama. Katie uh, Davis Majors, she's awesome. We partnered with her school, and then we went and saw Bob Goff's one of his safe houses there in Uganda. So we partnered with them, and then one more organization, Rescue One More. A lot of uh, safe houses we visit. So it was really, 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 really great. But I'm telling you, I was so happy to be home. My bed last night, <laughs> it's the best it's ever felt in my entire life. How long was the trip? <laughs> yeah, how long was the trip? I'm te- Okay, I was acting like I'm gone for months. I was gone for 10 days, you guys. So that's, that's, it's not that long. That, that's a long time. But it's 10 days, not in your own bed. A, I know. A 10, days,
2: 10 days is, is a, I think five days is... is your max? That, well, well, that that's when a trip is really a trip, right? Mm. Like... You know, uh, otherwise we're in long weekend territory. <laughs> What'd
1: you that exactly, <laughs> like long weekend in Uganda. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs>
2: but but ten days. I mean, you're you're reprogrammed to a whole
0: new routine
2: at that point. You know, whole new, and right? Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I get it, Jamie. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. I after- I, I think it's awesome. You got to spend ten days there because, like, I, it, up until COVID, like my international travel was like because of co parenting. Very truncated. So, like, I would literally fly to Morocco for two days or fly to Rome for two days or fly to Africa for two or three days and then come Mm -hmm. back. And that is exhausting. So, the fact that you got to settle in and, you know, spend time there is Well, full
1: disclosure, 10 days includes travel as well. So, you know, you you travel for, you know, like, it feels like 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Like, I got home last night. Our plane, well... Planes got delayed. I had to fly to Houston, rent a car, drive home, got home at like 630 and realized I've been up for like 48 hours. I mean, it's just yeah. terrible. Do you sleep on planes? Not very well. Yeah, me neither. And I'm back there in the back, you know, with the regular people. So I wasn't laying down. I know sometimes you guys travel, you get to lay down, go to sleep, which is a whole different experience.
0: And not internationally. Those tickets are like 10 grand. <laughs> okay. I have flown first
1: class internationally before and I'm just what? here. To, I didn't this time. I've flown it before, you know, you got the miles american all the thing. It is I'm not going to say it's worth every penny cuz it's a lot of pennies, but I'm just going to say it's nice.
2: From from what I've seen on like, you know, random videos on online, it does look very nice, but it also sometimes strikes me as like, you know, I could get this same experience at like it, you know, just a a, a nice like hotel, you know, <laughs> not for, pay for, eight
1: thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, or I could just sit in a seat for 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 four hours. Here, here's my here's my issue with plane sleep. If if you guys
1: don't, mind. I don't mind. Please,
2: I can. The, the problem is no one, no airline has designed a plane that has adequate solution for where your head's supposed to go. If you don't have a window to prop that head 100%. on, it's just bobbing around there and you keep waking yourself up. Now I have seen, I don't have the- Do dignity. you not know
0: about the headrest?
1: Don't work. They, they, they don't. don't work. It depends on how tall you are, where you lay, or whatever. Like you just can't. They go get up it and down. I know they do, but they literally are just not the work. I I bought a special pillow for this trip. I'm returning it. It sucked. It was terrible. Because I'm they, a
0: window <laughs> guy for this exact reason that you can just lean your head on oh, the side. of the Oh, I'm an
1: aisle girl, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I go window because I want to sleep. But mm-hmm. he, I, I was on a plane one time and a guy took off his belt. Okay, Oof. and mm-hmm. he put it around the back of the headrest. <laughs> Around his forehead. Scary. Oh wow! So the belt. So the <gasps> belt was keeping his head in place, so that he could close his eye. Because I'll do the thing where I close my eyes, my head's just like bobbing, bobbing yeah. up and down. It's terrible. You, you keep waking you to death. yourself. Yeah. He's strapped in. It, he stretched <laughs> his head to the seat with his belt, and, and like it, I sometimes I'm like I wish I didn't have the pride to to prevent
0: myself from doing that, that because it looked innovator. like he slept.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Did you like, see
0: the the clip of the lady who bought three seats together yes. in the middle and of the plastic wrap? And then once they took off, she got out her Saran wrap and wrapped all three. I'm going if I'm the person behind I'm them pissed. or in front no. because you're putting your Saran wrap on my seat. Yes. Why would Like if I'm you sitting in because front she of you? Was,
1: she made her own little first class She wanted to make cave. herself
0: like a little a little cave a privacy cabin like first class. So she yes. wrapped <laughs> the entire perimeter of all three seats to make a little apartment. Which I have to ask,
3: is th- buying three seats really that much cheaper than just buying one first class ticket? That's a good well, point.
1: Well, that's a good, But listen, also, this, this guy was on my plane last night. His wife and his son were sitting behind me. And apparently he got upgraded. So he was in first class, but the entire flight, he came back and hung out with them. I literally was like, sir, if Mm -hmm. you want, I'll trade you seats. You can sit here next to my daughter. She's lovely. I will go up to first (laughs) class. Like I'll leave her to go up there because you're apparently not enjoying this. He kept walking back and forth, back and forth. Really bothered Mm -hmm. me. I was like, sir, leave your wife and kids, go enjoy it or give it to her. Just somebody I'm, I'm take sorry, it. I'm sorry.
0: That's the that's the yeah. move. I can't believe he didn't give her the upgrade. They switch
1: sometimes, but it just was a lot oh. of switching, and it was just I just was just like this is too much. Somebody go How, lay down what? and take a nap. How long was that
3: flight? Like where were nine you hours. From? Oh, that's a okay.
1: That was the where second was your flight. Was it Amsterdam? Amsterdam? So Amsterdam to Houston, mm-hmm. Amsterdam mm-hmm. to. So Tabby. you drove
0: to Houston
1: no Why i flew out to of houston? atlanta to meet the team on the way there we were supposed to fly to atlanta that flight got delayed i wouldn't have gotten home till like midnight they switched me to houston i rented a car and drove home while my That's daughter slept while my daughter hours. slept the whole time yeah three hours yeah yeah gotcha at one point my like wow. the car you know the cars the new cars these days will say like it gives you like a warning or something driving home this is so terrible from houston yesterday a a caffeine a cup of coffee come came up on the screen and, st- and the car told me you should stop for caffeine it literally told me that and i'm like how do you know i'm so tired maybe i'm swerving <laughs> all over the road <laughs> yeah
3: maybe it was like
0: you need some coffee
3: you this need is to bad. stop
1: man before you get in a wreck but i made it home so maybe, it was,
0: like, was it a thing of like every two hours no after i think a certain literally time of day? i was
1: just i wasn't sleeping but uh, maybe i wasn't at my best
0: because my my yeah. car has has a camera inside the cabin, and if I'm not looking at the road or if I'm not as alert, it's it'll not, like it wasn't that nice. But like it'll yell at me. No. Yeah. Huh.
1: Anyhow, I'm here. I'm, we're so glad. I
2: don't, by the way, I don't I I don't like that feature. By it's the way, it's rude. I don't I'm like need mind my your car. business. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll have coffee when I want coffee. Car. Last time I checked, you're a car. You're gonna be lucky if you get. You know what? I'm not gonna give you gas. How do you like that? You're gonna go without gas, and I'm. I haven't checked your oil, (laughs) to be honest, I think ever. So keep it up, car. So don't
1: tell me what to do. There's other things we can talk about.
0: Jesse, I heard that, (laughs) I I heard a couple of days ago, speaking of cars, that you finally have parted ways with your old truck that you've had for 15 years. I did. I I can't believe this. Oh,
1: wow. I know. Were you
0: sad? uh, Did you love that truck or did you hate that truck?
1: I was
2: pretty indifferent about the truck. (laughs) (laughs) No, the problem was, as I've mentioned on this podcast, I've you know, become very involved in the in the local little league uh, uh, situation, which involves carting around a lot of kids, and so we needed a third row. You know, we needed a vehicle where I could, I could, we could get more. You know,
0: you can't just stick them in, them in the back of the kids, truck. Yeah. So think all the kids you can stick in the back I of the so
2: truck. I doing
3: that as a kid.
2: <laughs> Who's saying I didn't do that? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I, I parted ways and we we have a we have a new a new vehicle, a, a Volkswagen Atlas, which which we've been enjoying. Um, but but yeah, I was you know, I'm not real sentimental about cars. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I don't, I don't really get to it. My, 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 my dad grown up had, had a, had a used car lot and mm. y- you know, so we had different cars all the time. So I just never got, never got too attached, but I, but the truck held up well. I was saying you know, when somebody I, has
0: a truck, as long as you had that truck, I, I thought surely it's just cause he just loves is no, truck. No, no.
2: It, it, was, it was laziness and indifference. Uh, two <laughs> factors that play into, I would say, most decisions I make in my adult life. Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. so you know, like, name yeah. the truck,
3: what? have, like, a whole story for it or anything?
2: Laziness, indifference, <laughs> convenience. That is my triune of decision making. What's the most, <laughs> what's the least amount of work? Uh-huh. Uh, uh y- You know, what, What you know, how much little thought or work do I need to put into something? And usually, that's, that's, that's why I'm making the call, and that's what happened with the truck. I do have one One, I was talking to the guy because I did it. I did it on Facebook market. I sold it on Facebook marketplace. Okay. Um, And and it sold within an hour. I had, I had
3: someone. I assume there's not many cars on Facebook marketplace. So.
2: Oh, you, you assume incorrectly. There's a lot. You assume incorrectly. Yeah. I had, I had it up for an hour before I had someone. tell. anyway, so the guy comes to my house and, you know, I, this is the only time Cameron to mention to to, to that I felt is sentimental, you know. And I was like, hey, you know, um, uh, just out of curiosity, you know, who's who's the drug for? You know, the guys we we got to chat, and you know, he's a family man, and he's like, oh, my sister has a bunch has some property up on the eastern shore, and the driveway is really long, and it's really a hassle for her to haul the garbage. To the, to <laughs> the curb. <laughs> and so we needed a truck that once a week could, uh, I could fill with garbage and take it up a wooded driveway. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. You, you could have just said it's for my sister. You it's didn't have right to tell there. me that the sole reason you want this truck is to haul garbage up and down a driveway. Like the truck is becoming it, it, less than a garbage truck. They they are just tossing raw garbage in it and driving it up. It's not even going anywhere. It's not even doing. It's not like yeah. At least it's going back and forth to some cool you know recycling center. It just going. They just don't want to cool walk up the driveway. Well, well, something something. You, you, just because you don't want to walk it up a driveway, so you're, you're using a truck that I've that I've spent hundreds of hours of my life in that uh-huh. I, that I brought my kids home from the hospital in is a glorified you know just garbage truck to you? It's a wheelbarrow Deals no. off. Yeah. Deals off, yeah.
3: Was there a part of you that really wanted to say like deals off? Because... I would be like, you know what? Actually, I I have a different offer.
2: Well, it, up until I realized I would have to repost it and go through that whole hassle again, like, yeah, you know, I, again, again. The triune of laziness, convenience, sure, sure. and indifference kicked in. And, One out, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And and he pulled a giant wolf cash out of cash. <laughs> <trunk and, laughs> that, that helped too. When, he, yeah. when when he told me this was a cash interaction, I'm yeah. like, all
0: right, do whatever you
3: want with it. I don't. care. That eased your sorrows just a little bit.
0: Life goals to be at the point in your life where you have so much property that you need to buy a truck just to haul trash once a week. I yeah, mean, that's like,
2: really? I, again, I don't know if it was even that far. To be <laughs> well, I'm assuming, but th- that's just an assumption.
0: Maybe he's buying it just because of your exact reason for keeping it so long, laziness. Convenience and Convenience uh, and, convenience indifference. and yeah. indifference, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Henry and Alex Seeley. They are the pastors of the Belonging Co. in Nashville. You probably know the Belonging Co.'s worship, uh, they're one of the leading worship churches in the country. Um, the likes of Carrie Job and Nally Grant and others uh, lead there. Uh, but uh, Alex and Henry Seely are the pastors and they're joining us today. Also, uh, we have your feedback at the end of the show. And right now, stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. back and phoenix the song is odyssey season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in
3: amazing did not disappoint
4: glory of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting
3: you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that
5: you come out and see the chosen season four
0: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant, buzz. guys.
2: Okay, guys, hold on. Before we get to this, I haven't thought about this and I was hesitant. I'm hesitant to even say it, but it's an ethical dilemma. And you guys let me know if I was in the wrong here. If this was manipulative, Ooh, this. okay? Um, Again, I would never have thought twice about this, but since we're talking about the car sale, because it was done through Facebook, it's linked to a Facebook account, right? right. So I would just, curious, and, and the person's, co- the guy's coming to my house, okay, right. for, for the car. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on his profile and just learn a little bit about him, you know? Really? Just to see who I'm dealing with here. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I clicked yeah. on his yes. profile, kind of click it. Jamie, you would do this, right? If someone's coming to your house to, yeah. yes. to buy a car. If they're showing right? up uh-huh. to your
3: house, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've never and, sold and anything on this thing, so I, I, I don't know. Okay, so. It
2: wasn't like I was suspicious. It was more or less kind of curiosity. Who's this okay. person? For sure. Sure. So I went on his profile and, 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 and kind of was just perusing around. Seemed like a normal guy, a, a family man. Um, But I saw a lot saw a lot of Bible verses, okay? Uh, <laughs> he seemed to be active in his church, okay? Good. I want, and he wanted to, I knew he was going to come and test drive it first, like take it around, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. I wanted him to know that I'm an honest guy and that he's dealing with another believer, but... To put a Bible in it. No, but I, I, I pre-tuned the radio. <laughs> no. you should, I, I pre-tuned the radio to the Christian station. Love it. And, yes, you and, did. And, and turned it up so that when he started yes, it did. up, it, he would, it would, even though real talk I don't listen to Christian radio <laughs> <in the car. laughs> but, but I wanted to do it in a way that wasn't like salesmanship. You know, hey, brother you're, but you're again, selling a dream but you're selling was that a vision spiritually manipulative or no. was it a way that I could just let him know look I'm honest He's like did. you're dealing with
0: a you know somebody you you clean up the house before you have guests you I mean like it's but, be-
2: but again this wasn't me cleaning up the car <laughs> right. which I did <laughs> right. this was me pre-tuning the radio to the Christian station okay was, you, have, you have friends I, coming I over for dinner I like
1: wink, wink, like a little wink, wink, like, Hey, yeah. we're, we're, we're the same. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that's great. what I was trying Christians to looking do. Out for that was
3: Christians.
0: My, you yeah, should have worn a t-shirt from like your church softball league or something, you know, like,
2: I, you know, I, 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 I thought about it, but, but either way, um, uh, you know, do I mean, you guys
0: tell me? Was He that, rings the doorbell and you come and you're like, oh, so sorry. We were just having family but prayer is, time. Is, is it a you gray
2: know? area of, of because it wasn't really pre to that? I did it right before he came over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great. I, it's I great. thought you were going to say, like, you wrote like a Bible verse out and like put it on the no, no, sticker. No, you so like, like, like,
0: added <laughs> a Jesus fish sticker to the back of the car. <laughs> no, no, no. This was more subtle.
2: This, but I did turn it I up.
0: I think it's great. I did turn
2: it up. So it was unavoidable. Okay. No, you're in the clear. But I will say this. When he returned from the test drive, the radio was on a different station.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is Seinfeld now. So
1: maybe he doesn't this love God. As much as you yeah, think he no, does. no,
2: <laughs> no. I mean, we, we ended up we ended up talking about our, our churches later. Uh, we, okay. We, we, you know, it, but yeah, I, I again, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That, I, maybe I'm overthinking this.
0: My question is: if you're taking a quick test drive in a vehicle and the yeah. person has the radio tuned to a certain station, and you don't want to hear it. You just turn it down. Why would he change the station? That is actually very strange. Yeah, remember,
2: this is just to be this truck is only going to be used to haul garbage up and down driveway. I don't even I don't even think <laughs> he's turning the all the stereo. radio. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I haven't really thought about this since a few weeks ago when I sold the truck. But uh, <laughs> now that you guys bring it up, it's you know it's a difficult situation to to reconcile here.
3: Yeah, no, way. it's it's not spiritual manipulation. I this will make you feel better. I had a friend who used to keep a Bible in her glove compartment so that when she would she get pulled, pulled over, o- when yep. she would get pulled over, and she wow. had to give her um insurance she would pull out her bible hand it to the officer and say oh sorry can you hold this while then she <gasps> grabbed her percent. okay that might be spiritual manipulation oh, it right was there. but she got pulled over a lot so she kind of needed some some help on yeah, her side that, wow. that's
2: borderline using the lord's name babe. but i yeah. will say speaking of this <laughs> scenario i was moving I, I years ago i had uh i was interning at relevant in florida and so i had all my my school stuff i was still in college. And and I was taking courses like remotely because I was living in Florida. Anyway, um, I one of the class at the time. This is how th- this ages me, but also even at the time it was very dated. But it was <laughs> ORU at not a great time. Anyway, you if you were taking correspondence classes, you had VHS tapes. Okay, <laughs> oh, the, wow. the lectures were on VHS tapes. <laughs> And wow. I had really? to take, yes, I, and just had, to be clear
0: to everybody, this is in the 2000s. This isn't the 1990s or yeah, 80s this, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So. This, this, is, DVDs this were is definitely a thing at this were point. DVDs. Yeah. This yeah.
2: Was, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so was the internet.
5: Okay. This was not
1: 1973. Exactly. This was
2: like 2005. Oh, it, you but was. either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ORU paused in 1973 for about 40 years. <laughs> about 40 years. They're, uh, they're, yeah. they're
0: out of that pause now in they a are, big way. But, but when he and I point. were there, it was a retro experience. It, it, that's, it, it, that's it's like sure. how
2: Steve Martin paused at the age of like 55 when he was like in his early 20s and just paused <laughs> at 55. Like that was like ORU pausing in 1973. It just uh-huh. didn't age. Either way. So I'm driving back from from Florida up to Virginia. And I have all my stuff in my car, but in my front seat is a it, there were so many of these VHS tapes and they, I had to take Bible classes at Christian college and a survey of New Testament and it was I put them like in like a gym bag in my front seat and I had all my stuff anyway driving get pulled over and at the time Cameron you, you knew me well back then I, I kind of had longish hair I it wasn't the most uh, um, reputable
0: looking young man
3: mm. and I got
0: pulled over he liked it, the emo all, he, li- he liked the the, yeah. the, the ska and, <laughs> oh well, no, I'm I sorry. I was thinking you had
3: like a puka shell necklace, like that kind of vibe. Uh, he did. He not not during
2: this incident. Okay, but I'm okay. sure okay. there. I'm sure there was. I'm, I'm sure at some point I owned one. But either way, <laughs> I'm driving. I got out of state plates. I got kind of a mangy looking dude. I get pulled over, in in like South Carolina or Georgia. And the cop is very convinced that I have illegal substances that I'm trafficking to the state. Like oh no wow! He, like he actually, you know, I mean, he says that, right? He's like, I know there's, there's things in this car. He's like, I'm going to actually ask you if I have your permission to search the car. And if you say no, then it gives me probable cause because why would you say no? So he's like, true? we can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way. That's the easy manipulative. Way, I, well, he goes, the easy way is I search your car. The hard way is we get dogs out here and you're stuck on the oh, side of the road. I'm gosh. like, well, dude, search away. Search away. I was a clean living guy. Anyway, the first thing he does, he's like, can I look in this gym bag here? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he unzips it. And he sees Oral Roberts survey of New Testament about 15 volumes of VHS tapes. I've <laughs> never forget he goes, son, are these your... Uh, he was very uncomfortable. Are these your... Uh, religious tapes i'm like yes sir i watch
0: them all the time they're my favorite thing to
6: watch
0: he was like all right just slow down uh, you, you go. every ticket i got in high school i i played up the church kid angle as well like yeah turning on the Christian station as they walk up to the car so they can hear the Christian music playing or I get pulled over where are you Where are you going? Well, we were just leaving youth group at church, you know. Just and delivering kind of, supplies. Just, to the just wow. Just definitely wow. every conversation yeah. was making them know I'm a good Christian kid. Like, I, I'm i sorry I was going too fast kind of a thing. But here's
1: what I learned from your story, Jesse, is if you do want to transport drugs, you know, across state lines, yeah. just put it in a bag full of like religious tapes yep. and then 100%. you're good to go. It, it,
0: yep. Because Follow I think out the VHS in- cover, just <laughs> yeah. fill it with a brick of cocaine and you're yeah I, think, yeah, yeah
2: I think even for someone who might be a christian encountering someone with a gym bag full of <laughs> religious vhs tapes it's a it just makes it's, you a little uncomfortable like yeah. i don't really making me uncomfortable really really right even, now like, yeah. like, like yeah. Yeah. meeting somebody
0: who carried that around their front seat because they yeah. love them so much i
2: just i never they never leave my side i never know when i want to pull <laughs> over and just pop in a new lecture VHS. on the, on the on the on the book of first peter you
0: know <laughs> uh, who hasn't been there officer all right. It's time oh for Relevant Buzz. Uh, tell us what's <laughs> happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily.
3: Um, okay. We, speaking of just bad at Christian manipulation, uh, oh a Sacramento mm. restaurant has found itself at the center of this scandal involving uh, the hiring of a priest to uncover any wrongdoings committed by its staff. So um this a restaurant yeah a restaurant hired a priest to come in and basically coerce their staff into confessing their sins uh, so things <sighs> like, like showing up late or theft or speaking ill of managers different things like that um and obviously Super illegal. Uh, the Department of Labor has gotten involved. Um, there were a few other uh, potential labor law violations, including like denial of overtime, pay, using employee tip pool to pay managers, different things like that. So um, there's this big scandal going on. But the one that really drew our attention was the fact that they yeah, brought this priest in to confess the sins of workers. So apparently the management was wow. pretty shady
0: and not yeah. paying everything they should be paying. And so they were already they had an unhappy staff. And then to squash the the, <laughs> the, the up, uh, uprising, they brought in a priest and forced everybody to meet with the priest to confess their sins at the restaurant. Yeah. That is so funny to me. I'm having trouble seeing what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> Father,
2: forgive me. I've been over delivering and working too hard here. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, what's so, funny wow. too is
3: according to the Department of Labor report. They haven't been able to like find the priest to confirm if this happened, so they don't even know if they hired a real priest or not, or if they just right. brought in a man. Oh, they definitely did to not pretend to be
1: a priest. They found him on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and there it was. He's like, "Yes, I can do this." <laughs> and a wad of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like yep. on the
0: office when they had to hire a nurse to for the fun run, or yeah. they're doing the rabies yeah. fundraiser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to come get the check. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so don't if you if you want. Uh, you know, like Mexican food in Sacramento. Stay away from what is it, Takeria? What's it uh, called?
2: Wait, this is a Mexican food restaurant. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> <They laughs> Takeria Garibaldi. Yeah,
0: yeah, because of the. Oh my oh, god! Oh, the other thing didn't they didn't they also threaten like if you don't confess to the priest like. We'll de- we're going to call in like deportation oh, yeah, violations did. and stuff. Oh, wow. Like, so this is they terrible. The restaurant this staff to meet with this priest. The details are yeah. changing
3: my stance. This took a, so took a big turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a voluntary
0: thing. Like oh, the way, a <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, there's a priest here today. If you want to sit on his lap and talk to him or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, threatening no. like,
3: oh, threatening being fired, threatening being deported. So, yeah. not great things. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: So, yeah, avo- avoid I was picturing restaurant. this
2: as like a little, you know, HR bonus here. Like, hey, you know, you can yeah. you can come in and, mm-hmm. and talk to HR. It's not like you, a mental a health priest,
0: service in. that they provide. <laughs> That's yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: these new details that you're the, under threat of deportation changes it just a little. And yes.
0: their, their staff was, you know, obviously primarily immigrant and Spanish speaking and stuff like that. It's a very Catholic you know, nation. And so it's like the threat of like, I can't lie to a priest. I mean, like mm-hmm. they literally were coercing them in every possible way to, you know, trap them and get them in trouble. So, and then once they had the goods on them, then they used that to keep them trapped and working there. So it's, a, it was a terrible situation. Yeah. I, had a funny I, I, I wasn't
2: realizing we're dealing with blackmail. Here. Yeah. It's I really what it was. It's just a yeah. cool, just
0: a fun time to
3: confess office. your sins of the workplace. Nope. No.
0: Kind of dark, kind of dark. What else is going on, Emily,
3: um, I know we've talked about this a lot, but it really just is a big issue we need to keep talking about. Uh, church attendance is, uh, according to a new study, still below pre-pandemic levels. Um, so in 2019, uh, about 34% of Americans were attending church. Three years after the pandemic, it's still only up to 31%. Um, mm. And it just really hasn't been growing much. Um And, you know, a lot of churches are just trying to figure out what can they do um, differently. Um, I do think it is important to note that uh, there are a lot more live stream services. Um, About 40 percent of people say they're still watching like online church. Um, So that is kind of affecting the numbers, too, I think, of like in-person attendance versus who's at least tuning in online.
1: But, um, you know, it's just something that we need to keep our eye on. It's very interesting. And I wonder, like. There will be so many things that we look back from what COVID and the pandemic and everything, how mm-hmm. it changed not only like our lifestyles, but also like how we do community and how we do life. And I think this this is one that we can look back, that we'll look back on as a church and say this was so, so hard for us. I mean, even just being in Uganda this year, this last couple of weeks. Dear Lord, when was I there? Like I just said, this last year, this last couple of weeks, even being in Uganda recently. (laughs) A mere uh, hours ago. Literally (laughs) yesterday, (laughs)
6: Literally (laughs) yesterday.
1: they talked about how the pandemic has, has hurt so many of their community building things in their country. And so Mm -hmm. it's worldwide. And I think it's going to be something we're going to look back and say, wow, this really, really um, affected the church. But also it's an opportunity for us to say, okay, so let's just say that it affected us, but now what do we do about it? And so I think that's interesting to see how churches are maybe combating the loss of attendance in that way.
0: I think it's the drop is because of Jesse. Like people just being lazy and getting used to being lazy. Like I think there's more people convenience. like, like mm-hmm. convenience because like we went through COVID. Everything shuts down for three months, six months, to a year, depending on where you were living. Uh, here in Florida, it was about six or seven days, a solid I was just six saying, or near seven hours. Days. Yeah, <laughs> like a Jamie trip to Uganda. That was yeah. our COVID <laughs> lockdown. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, we, we, they, it, was the, it was a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was a Sunday. It was my birthday, March fifteenth. The, yeah. No, the, uh, but yeah. So, but I think people, oh, well, we can't go to church on Sunday. And I think people just got out of the habit. And I heard, I have so many friends that we would go to church every Sunday. I mean, it was our community. We got to lunch afterwards or whatever. And they haven't been to a church in three years, uh, you know, like because they just got used to not going to church. And then it's just like, oh, I have two weekend days now. And it's like a totally different thing. I think they just got used to it and there's no real impetus to go back. You know?
1: Can I ask this question? And I don't mean to say anything poorly about anyone that, that those are your friends that is choosing to do that. It's, obviously, it's a lot of people. We see the statistics, but it makes me wonder, obviously going to church does not make you a Christian at all. Going to church... It's just not like, oh, check, I'm in good standing with the Lord. But it is something that God is like, hey, I want you to gather with the people. It's a a way to worship. It's a way to grow. All the things. And so we believe in it. It makes me wonder if that percentage of people who aren't going, maybe they also are not as strong in their faith or maybe their faith is even dwindled. So it was like almost like this. Here's what we do because we are like Christians in America. And now it's like, well, I don't even really think I believe all this stuff well, anymore.
0: But my friends, they haven't like deconstructed or anything like that. They would say all the right things, but like, is it a passionate part of their lives? Is right. their faith life robust? Is it central to their 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 lives? No. Uh, are they cultural slash intellectual Christians? Yeah. Do they still listen to Mav City music and follow yeah. Judah Smith on Instagram? Yeah. Do they still read Lisa Turker's new devotional every morning. Yeah, have they been to church in three years? Nope. Do they still drive around with VHS tapes of lectures
2: on the survey of the New Testament? No. But but I think also, uh, Jamie, to your point, I think like, I, for all the reasons you just described, Cameron, people get it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things are not going to going back to the way they were pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle wise. You know. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't feel like that's necessarily an indictment on. Church goers, I think it's it's something for churches to be like. Look, obviously, people didn't feel like we were a critical part of their lives if they can just mm-hmm. stop going one day and never return. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're returning everywhere else. We're going to sports games and stadiums and air travel and back in the office and all this kind of stuff because those things felt like things people wanted back in their lives. So like I think to some degree, it's on you know uh, the people who lead churches to figure out well, how what what can we. You know, how can we make ourselves so important to people's, to to our communities that, you know, people want to come back, not feel like obligated to,
0: you know? I'll I'll be honest with you. That was me right there. Cause like I was visiting churches post COVID my church actually during COVID, like the pastor left and like a whole bunch of other non COVID related reasons. The church basically imploded and um, coming back. I had to find a new church family and like that mm-hmm. was hard and daunting. Mm-hmm. Right. So I dragged my feet for a year or so and I would do online church or whatever, but it just my heart was in it. You know, it felt like an obligation and because of Cohen, honestly, because of the stage of life he's entering in middle school and stuff like that, like I was like, okay, I need to get past myself and I need mm-hmm. to get us in church again. Right. It's an important Uh, period for him. And so I kind of bit the bullet and kind of like, we just would visit around and it it was just like been there, done that. It was just the same old, same old. Right. And, and so if you don't have a kid, like forcing you to do it, I can see why I don't need to, I can Mm -hmm. fill that, fill this gap in other ways with other media and different things. But when we stumbled on the church that we've been going to for last year and a half. And I went in for the first time, it was exactly what you were saying, Jesse. It was different. It was alive. Like the Holy spirit was there. People were getting saved. They were doing outreach in the community. It was like, they were making a difference. It was like a place I wanted to be like, I hadn't seen church like this in years because Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh my goodness. And it opened my heart and my mind and my spiritual life again. Like it's almost like I didn't realize how calloused and almost numb I had gotten to things and I'd become more of an intellectual faith. And it was just like, my heart got opened up again and I can't wait to be there every Sunday. It's Mm. it's, and I hope that people can find that, you know, like in their communities, because it really is like, I see the difference in my own mental health and emotional health and spiritual health before and after like those couple of years that I was just kind of, not going or phoning it in, and then now it's just like it's just life giving if you're in the right place, you know. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, people can find that, but
2: if barely not, not many are. V- <laughs> and not get yourself some VHS tape, just pop them in on Sunday morning, and you know, yeah, try to get back when you
3: can. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, all right, what else?
3: Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, just the rising debt ceiling that is really facing everyone. But um, there's a new report that came out that honestly really shocked me. Uh, The average millennial has over $78,000 of debt that they are facing.
0: Like, does it break it down? Like, is that a mortgage? Because that is a very low mortgage. Are you talking about like consumer debt, car, student loans, credit cards? Yeah, car, student
3: loans, Mm -hmm. um, and even sometimes just like unexpected expenses that they've had to like use their credit card debt for. Put on their credit card, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just a lot. It doesn't mention mortgage specifically, but um, pretty much other loans and um, just credit card debt is what is really facing. And a lot of it is because of like inflation and rising interest rates, but not necessarily rising wages. Um, and again, when you're already having to pay off these student loans or your mortgage or different things like that, like it just it's piling up more and more. Um, and so many um millennials are just saying like they feel like they will never be debt free in their life that um you know i think it was what was it 29% said that they think they could maybe last two months being debt free and then they'd have to start accumulating debt again just cuz of to keep up with their lifestyle wow
0: 78000 hmm. that's not a small amount of money no that's a that's a significant amount yeah i mm-hmm.
2: mean I I don't, I, I, there's a lot, like you said, Emily, like a lot of factors in play Mm -hmm. too, but I think it's also a generation where debt sort of normalized Mm -hmm. as well. Like there wasn't, it wasn't stigmatized. And I I think, again, that's for a variety of factors, but I think one of them was marketing, you know, like student loans were, you know, the, the first stop you made when you, you know, went to go visit a school was in the. You know, uh, enslaved like,
0: department. Yeah, yeah,
2: yep. exactly. And to figure out what what they can do, the debt was so normalized that you, you know you didn't really care about the terms. Just oh, everyone gets a student loan because how mm-hmm. else am I going to pay for that? Or you know, same thing with credit cards or mm-hmm. car loans or or whatever. It, you know, it was it had become so normalized that I think a lot of people got comfortable to the point where their lifestyles depended on literally living above their means. Now. You throw an accelerating factor into it, like a housing crisis or a pandemic that causes rises in inflation. And you can see how that can quickly sort of snowball. But I do think, you know, the only way to kind of change that is to not like stigmatize debt, but but certainly approach, you know, have an approach that isn't as casual as it seems to be now,
6: you
3: know, yeah, it is interesting. I feel like so many people I know, it's just like we just assume debt is part of our lives. Like, the amount of my friends that we sort of joke, but we're not really joking about like, yeah, we'll probably never own a house because like Mm -hmm. we just have so much, you know, we have other things that we'll have to pay off and things like that. Um, And I do think it has become normalized and um, it is not a fun place to be as a young adult, like thinking about like how debt is just getting worse and worse. But um,
0: what was the number for Gen Z? What was Gen Z? It was like something like Gen Z is like 30 something thousand right now. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: Gen Z is just a little bit under ten thousand, which oh, considering 10, the fact that the oldest Gen Z is like twenty six, like that's still that's ten thousand yeah. dollars is a lot for mm-hmm. a twenty six year old or younger.
0: Or younger, and again, that's yeah.
3: average. So could be more, could be less. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Financial literacy is something that we probably should emphasize a little bit more, other than just offering financial peace university and nothing else. You know, like there's got to right. be another conversation to be had about this. Hmm. Yeah. If only we were in media and we could like lead some of these conversations let's let's do that all right well there's a lot more that came from check out uh, relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're recovering the intersection of faith culture and everything in between all right thanks Emily all right stay tuned up next Henry and Alex Seeley join us You're listening to Oscar Lang and Wallace. The song is I've never been to LA. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. For our guests today are Henry and Alex Seeley. They're the founders and pastors of The Belonging Co in Nashville. Emily, who attends church there, sat down with them to hear more about the origin of the church and why they're so passionate about helping others create community and also the pretty awesome worship stuff that's happening there. Here's our conversation with Henry and Alex Seeley.
3: love to know like you know where do you feel like the church is out right now and um what are the things that we're we're dealing with both both good and bad yeah
4: yeah i mean we you know we've obviously we have had a lot of conversations alex and i together uh with our team just in light of things that have been happening uh in the global church body right now uh you know i think it's easy for people to to, to get fixated and and uh you know really tripped up by the things that we see and we should pay attention to those absolutely I, I hope that we all can learn from those things uh but in the context of the global church you know i think god is doing incredible things and the church is doing incredible things across the earth and even though there may be some small pockets where you know things aren't going as we would all hope they would be going you know the, there is definitely some very uh positive uh things that are happening you know in our church in many churches across the earth and so i think there is it's a good season for the church to pay attention, you know, for leaders to pay attention, for people to pay attention uh, to what God is, is doing. And I believe God's, you know, He's getting our attention right now. And he, I think in His grace and His mercy and His kindness towards us, He'll do everything that He can to, you know, to help us not fall off the cliff. Uh, and I, I believe that God is arresting our hearts across the earth that we would get back to, you know, really what's important And it doesn't mean that you throw out everything that you're doing and everything that you see along the way, but just making sure that those fundamental things are in place and that, you know, the, the reason that we're doing these things is not for ourselves. It is for God. It is to glorify Him and to really to live out. you you know the calling of the great commission to go and make disciples to go and heal the sick to go and see the lost saved and see the you know the blind eyes open spiritually and physically you know all of those things that are entailed in that and you know getting back to that that core mission of what we're all about.
3: I'm curious like just all of these years in ministry why do you feel like people struggle so much with finding a community Yeah, I
5: think gosh it, it's it's so the assignment of the enemy to divide and conquer you know if he can get you isolated he can you know work wonders with you and your mind and I think again we, we have to fight this in every generation I even think about my own life when I was a young adult single and going to church there was this fear that I would be rejected you know like I would go to this I went to a big church you know when I was young and I remember thinking why isn't anybody coming towards me and I think sometimes we get a false idea that church uh, needs to be everything that we ever imagined it to be but actually the responsibility is on us I believe church is there and we've got a bunch of crazy people, broken people great people, strong people um, but honestly that. I've had to come to the the realisation that the church is there for us to be a part of. It's not there for us to draw from. You know, church is a two-way street. And and I think if we can provide the environment, hey, this is a safe place. This is a place where we meet to celebrate God. But also, you get to find your community of people. And that's not going to mean the whole church. I think we get into this false narrative of, I have to know the whole church. But, you know, if you work in a big organisation, you're not going to know everyone in your organisation, right? You're going to know the few people that you go to lunch with or you work in your area with. And the church is the same. And so we've just really tried to facilitate, hey, guys, we're going to make it as safe as possible. But the onus is on you to get involved, to get part of a co-group, to start to serve. Like we're going to make it as easy as we can for you but at the end of the day you're going to have to put yourself out there and i think it's getting harder because we have a generation now that's behind screens we don't know how to actually talk face to face anymore we don't look in people's eyes everything's on a computer it's a text it's a an, it's an app and i think we've got to work extra hard to go hey guys if you want people in your life you're going to have to put yourself out there and then know it's a little uncomfortable but the only way we're going to do life well is in community because that's how God designed it.
3: Do y'all have um, just a message that you feel like young adults need to hear right now or any sort of encouragement? Wow.
5: Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's a big question. I I honestly think more than ever, I think young adults right now, they they want authenticity. They want to see that Jesus is reflected as the real Jesus. But if I could say anything to young adults is that pursue the Word of God and the presence of God relentlessly because if you seek Him, you'll find Him.
4: Yeah. I think if I can add to that, you know, I... If I look back over my 30 years of walking with Jesus, you know, there's been many times, especially in the early days, where I got offended by things or, you know, things people said or ways that I felt that I'd been treated. Uh, And, you know, some things that leaders even said to me at times that I got offended by uh, and felt rejected by, but I missed the fact that actually they weren't trying to reject me, they were trying to correct me. And because in my immaturity, I didn't understand that at the time, and I, you know, I understand that you know some people have encountered, uh, you know, actual church hurt and church abuse. I understand that, but at the same time, you know, church hurt is a word as you know, a phrase that is getting thrown around like crazy right now. And and listen, if if you are hurting, I'm not saying that what you're feeling is invalid, but I do want to tell you this: anything. Any, anything any relationship in life has the potential to hurt you you know like that is that is part of being vulnerable with people uh, and sometimes we get offended by things along the way and sometimes it's just that we've misunderstood we live in a generation right now where the enemy is working overtime to uh, to facilitate and you know enable this uh, overly offendable uh, society you know that's the society that we live in everybody's offended about something you know we are don't believe in that, you hurt my feelings, you well, offended me when you said that. You know, this person's getting canceled, that's getting canceled. And you know, if we buy into that, especially as believers, we actually shortchange ourselves and shortcut ourselves from stepping into the maturity that God has for us. Yeah. Because we're gonna spend our si- spend our lives on the sideline carrying offense rather than realizing, actually that person probably wasn't trying to reject me. And even if they were let me learn from that situation, you know, let me learn what I can and grow from it because honestly I am the person that I am today um, because I've walked through the hard moments yeah. and the hard times and learn how to bring it to God and say, God, I don't understand this. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that it was right, yeah. but actually bring a maturity that we can stand up on the, on the truth of the gospel and unashamed of the gospel not fearful not having to you know pick it for the sake of the gospel to actually show the gospel through love because mm-hmm. we're not insecure about our faith we actually understand yeah. that the word of god is the roadmap to the most blessed life that you can ever you know live and sometimes that's going to offend our flesh but we've got to realize God sees a bigger picture than we do and so I would encourage you today you know if you feel offended if you've got some sort of offense that you're holding on to that's a poison that's not hurting anybody else but yourself and it doesn't mean that what happened to you was right but I do believe that the power of the Holy Spirit God can heal your heart and help you to move on from that pain and step into the best days of your life so receive that today
0: Was Henry and Alex Seeley. Make sure to check out the Belonging Co. They, their worship is incredible. You can get it wherever you get your music. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. Run
2: it up, run it up, run it
5: up, run it 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 up. I see you walking in places. Time to run it up. I see <vertex> you walking in places. Time <information> You were sleeping with disease I went mouse mode for the cheese You went rap mode, you a snitch Took the back road, now we rich Now we educated and we celebrated check the reputation in my presentation i didn't demonstrate it i did dedication i all of me trying to replicate it i was devastated underestimated bring it back home like it's renovated i was irritated unmotivated math wasn't math and wrong calculations i had tribulations with no visitations i had limitations that are innovative had to go pro, i couldn't go basic had to run it up when gold chasing ever felt pain had to embrace it never pitch pause because the world waking am a heart racing you listen
0: to to two live bruh the song is run it up Okay, it's time for your feedback. So last week we got... I don't know why we were talking about TikTok videos, uh, but we asked you for your favorite kind of weird TikTok videos. Send it in, we'll play them. And we were watching them and we realized you have to watch these. This is not an <laughs> audio experience. Like, we're watching a person fill a dump tr- toy dump truck, talk a truck with nachos. Like, we can't exactly play that on the podcast. So, uh, if you want to see the videos that y'all sent in, go check out the mentions at Re- at Relevant Podcast on Twitter. Um, anyway, so, this week's... Editorial Question of the Week. Hey. We were talking about Christian manipulation, getting out tickets, things like that. Not Christian manipulation in a bad way. We're not talking like abuse okay we're talking about little things that we've all done or experienced to kind of let the other person know like i'm a good person to get out of trouble or to soften a situation or something like that so uh jesse pre-programming his truck to cater to his christian buyer uh me you know telling every officer that's ever pulled me over that i was just driving home from church that kind of stuff you know uh so hit us up on twitter and let us know the funniest or most egregious Christian manipulation, but don't—I'm not talking about pastoral <laughs> I think these are gonna abuse make us here. Feel a
1: little uncomfortable, maybe, like a little Christian
3: wink, wink. You know, I feel a like little, that's
0: yeah, yeah, a little Christian culture. I yeah. like it. Yeah,
2: I had a girl in my youth group when Gosh. I was in te- when I was. In I had high one school. too. Tell me, <laughs> tell me that God told her grandmother that her and I would be married. Now I'm not, I wouldn't marry her grandma. And that's your wife that today. Would, spoiler alert. I didn't marry this individual. Uh So <laughs> I think, I don't know who, who grandma was hearing from.
3: But, wow. Uh,
0: I, I feel bad for girls in youth groups with how many, lame guys have told them, by the way, God told me you're gonna be my wife. Like, how does she get out of that? Like, sorry.
1: Can I tell you the worst spiritual manipulation that was ever yes. done on me? That is not yes. like a bad story of a pastor or whatever. But yeah. I broke up with this guy. And one of my reasons legit, it wasn't like God told me it wasn't like I'm gonna date Jesus, all those things. It was legitimately like I had just become a Christian. And he was not a Christian. And I'm like, I think I just need it's not working. Right. Yeah. So break up. Um, he comes to my house with a Bible in hand and said he wants to talk to to me. And he brought, a, he had to have just gone and unwrapped that from the local <laughs> life because I've never seen a Bible in his hand ever before. But he comes to my house with a Bible and said he wants to talk to me. That is spiritual manipulation, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. a good yeah. move. The,
2: the, the I worst. didn't get back with him. <laughs> the Not worst, then. though, because I encountered this going to a Christian college, I, I encountered, I saw this out in the wild. <laughs> you know, somebody, one in the member wild. of the couple telling the other, that God told them that they needed to break up. Yeah. I don't, even if you genuinely feel like that, this is a pro tip for anyone dating out there. Even if you genuinely feel like that, don't put this on God. Okay. Because then it's like, wait, they, they, that person's getting break up by two people. First, <laughs> they're, they're not going to have boyfriend. God's a rejected anymore. me too. Se- second, yeah. they're like, so you're telling me wait, God's breaking up with me. Like it, 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 just yeah. don't play that card. Just go into, I know it's uncomfortable. No one likes it, but no one likes having a up. but there's, do not play the God yeah. card in that situation.
0: The God
1: card doesn't bother you as much as the, I'm just going to be mm. dating Jesus.
2: Yeah.
0: And then they end up getting with Chad about six weeks later.
1: <laughs> exactly. Just like it usually means there's a Chad around the corner, He's right? Uh-huh. there.
2: That, because what they're insinuating there is that when they inevitably move on to their next relationship, that them and Jesus broke up. Wow!
1: Wow! wow. <laughs> wow. That's true. I mean, that's what that's they're saying. True.
2: That's what that's what the implication. You it know, gave Jesus a couple months who, men, uh, and
1: then I was
2: yeah, done. I, t- I told him. I told I him. To I to Jesus. I, t- I talked to your dad. He doesn't want to be <laughs> together anymore.
0: <laughs> She's, yeah. to he told us. No, you. I had a friend who God, your dad called me. That's the implication. I had a who you
3: know? his girlfriend broke up with him because she said she felt like she was called to the life of Paul. You know, supposed to be single, um and then a year later she was already engaged. So I guess that life was pretty short lived. Yep. Um, but yeah, just never a good idea to like use scripture or God as.
0: As a reason, I only if you're trying to sell a car or get out of a ticket. That's the only two times it's okay. Yeah.
2: I was praying, I was praying about our relationship. And mm-hmm. I really feel like
0: God's telling
2: me that you're called to singleness.
6: <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> you
0: know, I mean, I can't argue with it's it. It's
1: not me, it's you. It's, God wants yeah. you to be single.
3: <laughs> it's he not me. It, you
0: know? He's calling but, you to it. He's calling me That's to date Chad while you it's are what being called God to wants. singleness. <laughs> It is what God yeah, wants. I mean, I'm sorry. We can't argue. Oh man! With I mean, I love you. Yeah. I would love to keep dating but, uh, you, but God, be obedient. you told me that you need to gotta not date the me. Lord.
2: Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, this is my
3: cross to bear. Yeah. I mean, this is. I
2: mean, Paul. <laughs> yeah, this happened to Paul when he was in high school too, and that's why you know. Look at him. He turned out fine. Yeah. You know? I mean, didn't end well technically on for his earthly life, but
0: yeah all right so hit us up uh on twitter at relevant podcasts and tell us your version or your experience of that that thing i
2: appreciate when i say something that makes you uncomfortable which i feel like is at
0: least once and at least once a show yeah
2: that you've learned to just lean back from the mic entirely, so yeah. that even
0: there's no audio proof. Yeah, there's no audio proof that she was even on the plausible line.
2: Plausible deniability
0: that you reacted because if she was still on the mic, the they could identify her breathing patterns or something like I'm that. Laughing, that she was like this
1: is what I've learned. I just like I just stop talking, so then nothing's put on me. But now I feel like my <laughs> laughter is going to get. They're going to call me into the principal's yeah, office because of my laughter. So now I, I'm just I, like yeah. move back. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but before we wrap things up, I want to thank Henry and Alex Seely for joining us today. Make sure to check out the blogging co's amazing worship albums, where we get your music. It's worth adding to your worship rotation. That's great stuff. We are looking to hire right now, a couple positions. The first one we're looking to hire is if you are a freelance audio or video editor, we want to hear from you. Uh, if you're listening to the show right now and you do what we do, we're looking to add, you to the team, um, not only to work on this show, but other shows that we have in the pipeline uh, plus social media clips and some other stuff. So hit us up. You can check out all the information at relevantmediagroup.com. That's where we post our job listings and you can apply right there. There's also some other uh, positions like social media content manager and some other stuff that's going to be happening in the next couple of months. But uh, right now looking to hire audio and video editors. So um, hit us up if you're good at what you do. Hey, um, make sure to check out the summer issue of relevant. We told you about it on the last couple shows, but it is out now. Uh, it's an exciting issue. Lauren Daigle is the cover story. You don't want to miss that one. It's, it's really vulnerable and a really great story. Uh, but we also have like, Faith leaders like Christine Kane and Judith Smith in the issue. We have Naomi Rain and Arizona and a bunch more. It is available for free. Just click on the magazine tab at relevantmagazine.com. You can read everything there. If you'd like the beautifully designed, enhanced edition, it's part of Relevant Plus. You can subscribe to Relevant Plus and get ad-free, unlimited reading at the website, an ad-free version of this podcast. Like I said, our digital magazine and a lot more. Plans start as low as two fifty dollars a month and you can find out all the information by clicking our, the R plus tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. But check it out. Summer Issues out now. You don't want to miss it. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Jamie Ivey. Who is back from Uganda. We're glad you're back. All right. We will see you guys on Tuesday, July 4th. Have a great weekend, everyone.
2: I'll have coffee when I want coffee car.
1: Relevant podcast network.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.